You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, football fans? Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, an Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight, entertainment three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So be sure to conveniently download that Odyssey app. Hit that auto download button to make it that much more convenient and easy so that the brand new episodes are sitting there waiting for you whenever you log into that Odyssey app. You can also catch Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Guys, while I mentioned entertainment being in this opening, I don't know if I can say that the Bucks have been all that entertaining as of late, but I'm Casey Hudson. Join with my co-host Kaylee Mizell. We're going to sail into a new episode breaking down the unfortunate loss that the Bucks had to endure last night to the Ravens 27 to 22. Uh, Kaylee, how's it going? Um, we're trying to find the entertainment for Jolly Rogers yeah. and touchdown fans in, in all of this, but there's a lot going on with this team right now. And the unfortunate part is we don't know where the turning point can or will be. Yeah, a lot going on and 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 all 90% of it, not great. Um, mm-hmm. There's glimmers, but, but not super great. And frankly, Casey and Jolly Rogers and football fans, <laughs> I kind of feel how the Bucks have been playing lately. So bear with me. We're going to get through this. We're going to talk. Uh, Casey and I were both at the game last night mm-hmm. and you know, Casey for the first half, it wasn't a bad football game. No, there was hope. But in the second half, it quickly, quickly derailed from there. And there's several reasons why we're going to get into them. But how are you doing on this lovely Friday? I'm getting my life together. Um, which we call it busy weeks. If I if I don't eat enough, if you will, and I'm running at a thousand miles per hour, and then I instruct on top of that, I just tend to get. I can never like find my equilibrium. So that's where I'm at right now. Just kind of trying to find my center. Sure. <laughs> Took me a while. The locker room um, situation last night was a bit different. So everybody got out even later than planned. And then, you know, by the time you get home and unwind and go through every your notes and do the last edits on things, it's it's three o'clock in the morning. And then I was up at seven. So I am so fortunate, so excited still, but very much just 
finding my equilibrium. Um, but other than that, I cannot complain. Nowhere near the level of what's going on with this Bucks team. Um, as you mentioned, Kaylee, bit of a first half there. They gave fans hope. Mm-hmm. Things were good. They were feeling right. Um, in a way, it almost looked like the first five minutes, almost, uh, Bucks fans, relax, almost looked like the first five minutes of the uh, Panthers game where they started throwing out a little bit more yeah. creativity. Um, there was a tone that that felt, you know, like this was a winnable game for them. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden things just kind of started to dwindle down, if you will. So the best way that I can describe last night's matchup with the Ravens is that any unfortunate turn that took about, it just completely took the wind away, like any sort of momentum away from this Bucks team. And so you just kind of started to see that throughout the entire team. But we will dive into all that because you guys know that we typically do Bucks offense versus Ravens defense. And that is where we will start this unfortunate little breakdown. Yep. Yep. That's where we have to start, of course. And Casey, it it, it didn't start terribly. It, it really didn't. Uh, there was it wasn't perfect by any means. There were some things that I personally would still have wanted to be cleaned up, but this Bucks team, I mean, we saw Mike Evans, the Mike mm-hmm. Evans that we know and love. We saw him. Uh, we saw connections between Brady and Chris Godwin. Um, they're very, they got Coquive involved early on. They tried mm-hmm. to get Kate Otten involved early on. There, there were some, they were mixing it up. It was nice to see. It was good. So like my first point is like, it it actually was pretty good to start. Like they, they, it wasn't terrible. Like I wish that they would have got it in the end zone on that first drive, um, Mm -hmm. but walked away with some points and that's better than nothing. Um, You know, but then come back and, and, uh, get points on the second drive. And again, like that's, that matters. It was, it was, it was good to see you're a Bucks fan and you're like, okay, uh, excuse me. I have those mixed up. I, they walked away with points on the first drive, which was like very good to see. And then just got the field goal on the second drive, which again, you would have, you would have liked to see a little bit more, but like going in there and getting that touchdown, I think it really energized the entire stadium energized the team. I think it was, it was one of those things where it was like, this is the offense that we're expecting. Like, this is what we wanted. You know, Mm -hmm. it only took you eight plays to go 75 yards, about four minutes. And, and you're in the end zone. Like, this is what we need. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, and some nice plays, like consistent moving of the ball, you know, Fournette for nine yards. Fournette again for five yards. Coquive for nine yards. Chris Godwin, and this was beautiful for 44 yards. That was just yeah. like the chef's kiss, you know, of that first of that first drive. But there, even within that, though, I think that there were some things that that again needed to be cleaned up. Just mm-hmm. the penalties, super untimely penalties. Um, and and that's kind of what happened. In the second drive where, you know, there, there were just things that were like not super timely, you know, the Rashad white gets, you know, 
not sacked, but taken down behind the line of scrimmage, mm -hmm. then Tom Brady has an incomplete pass to Mike Evans. And, and those, it just seemed like Tom Brady couldn't link up with Mike Evans in the end zone on that second drive. Like some of those balls were just like the teeniest bit overthrown or, you know, like Mike Evans couldn't get his, his feet down into the end zone and with the new rules and with, with the way that they have to do that now, it, uh, you know, it just wasn't working out, but you still walked away with points, which is better than nothing. But then from there on out, um, they, they punted. It was three plays, six yards, a minute, 28 seconds, punt, mm -hmm. three plays, two yards, a minute, punt, mm -hmm. six plays, 24 yards, a minute, punt. And what does that do, Casey? And we're going to get into this in a second. But if you're only on the field for the latter half, of the entire first half for three minutes offensively. Mm -hmm. Well, your defense is on the field for a lot longer. A yeah. Lot longer. And they're going to start to get fatigued. And that's what we saw in the second half. So it's hard to talk about the offense and the defense separately because considering that fact, mm -hmm. it meshes together and it, and it really is impactful what the offense is doing and how successful they're being because it does have a direct result on the defense in that capacity. Um, and unfortunately the offense just could not stay out on the field, both, both in the latter half of the first half and for much, much of the second half Casey. Um, and that yeah. that's just truly a bummer whenever you whenever you think about it um yeah it started so, to shoot them in the foot honestly and yeah. um you know kind of branching off of that in a sense to where like the both sides of the ball weren't helping each other out yeah. um but it kind of does come back to those those miscues and those issues that the offense are, are struggling within their own unit um Tom Brady's not looking like himself. It's tough to say. It's tough to watch. It's tough to see him in post-game pressers where he just kind of looks completely defeated uh, emotionally and mentally, if we're being frank. Um, there, yeah. was, there was some really unfortunate and untimely overthrows that he had where he could have connected with Kate Otten twice and he overthrew him. Um, so in those moments is where they started to, you know, kind of like I said in the top of the segment, lose – lose steam, those moments they allowed to kind of break any sort of momentum they had going um, or take the wind from beneath their sails. And, you know, just a, a small perspective of that is the fact that Mike Evans, as well as Chris Godwin, were both targeted 11 times, but had six receptions. So it came down to those deep balls that Tom Brady was doing. And while it was great to see, it was a, it was a small energizer for the stadium. You know, it, it was it came in almost desperate moments. If they didn't convert those big, those deep passes, then, you know, they were coming off the field. They were sitting in the punt team. And that's when defense had to come on and maybe experience a bit of a fatigue. But um, I will touch more on that when we switch over to Bucks defense versus uh, the yeah. Ravens offense, if you will, because Coach Bowles, you know, had some pretty transparent thoughts last night that I think are important. So yeah. just kind of looking at those targets, looking at the inability. I mean, Mike Evans broke 123 yards, which is fantastic, because as you said, Kaylee, we've been waiting for this. Yeah. We've been waiting to see the Mike Evans that everybody knows and loves. And while he still takes, I think almost, he definitely takes on a lot more responsibility I don't know how to say this well, because there's certain plays out there where you're questioning, was it Mike? Was it Tom Brady? Mm -hmm. And while it clearly looked like a hard pass to reel in, 
you know, Mike Evans takes that as his own shortcoming. He will never sit yeah. there and be like, you know, it was an. O- He's not going to point the finger. No, him. you've rarely heard him he say even like, said that in the last in, in the press conference last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At one point, like somebody asked him something about Tommy's like, you got to ask him. And everything else was, uh, you know, I could have done this better. I, c- I could have, you know, I should have turned around faster and stuff. But if you look at it play out, it, you know, there's some mistakes on Brady's end. And I think Brady needs to kind of figure out if he really still has it left in him. Um, yeah. Because at some point it's going to hurt the team if there's not a quarterback that can get things done in there. I mean, his efficiency true. rating yesterday was at like 51%. Um, 59.1% was his completion rating. We're talking about Tom Brady here. 26 attempts um, out of 46 completions. There's just – you don't you these are numbers that you would never think you would be having a conversation about when it comes to Tom. Um, and last week it was the whole, you know, they did good things on paper. They didn't get beat on paper, if you will, but it didn't translate on the field. Whereas, you know, it started to translate last night. You had first downs, you know, the Ravens had 27 first downs compared to the Bucks 20 first downs, passing first downs 15 to the Bucks 13, rushing first downs 11 to the Bucks 4. There was no running offense at all, mm-hmm. um, which at this point I don't think anyone's too surprised about. And then third down efficiency. Now, I will say when the Bucks defense was doing well, and as you mentioned, Kaylee, it's kind of hard not to, con- you know, intertwine both conversations here. When the Bucks defense was doing well, which they had yeah, their yeah. moments, yeah, um, they definitely did. They did better with third down management. So they held mm-hmm. the Ravens third downs to six out of 13 and the Bucks had four out of 13. So that wasn't a complete, you know, wiping out in terms of comparing statistics there. But then, you know, third down efficiency, 46% to 31%. So a lot of their issues are still coming down to the fact that Coach Bowles mentioned, you know, seeing what veterans can actually play and contribute to the team, seeing what young guys can step up and take a bigger role um, and it's another week where I'm just going to say it again. Yes. He opened up and had an incomplete pass on his first, on his first catch from Tom Brady, but Kate Otten has shown that he needs to be getting those NFL reps, that NFL speed, because once he starts getting his footing in a game, he does great things for this team. And um, that's not all on him. I mean, that first pass maybe is a little bit more on him, but he was in the end zone open and Tom just zipped it over his head. And that's yeah. not, that's not on KDOT and that's, that's on Tom Brady. And it's like, we have to be realistic about this. You know, mm-hmm. there are some times where the receive it's, it's exactly what you said, Casey. There are some times where the receiving core, they need to be better and they need to, they need to run their routes a little bit more strongly. Mm-hmm. But there are times where this is also on Tom Brady. If he just zips one over Kate Otten's head when he's in the end zone wide open, like that's not on, that's not on Cade. You know, yeah. um, and that's that's tough because it's 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 a young guy. And and here's here's my second and maybe third point. They're going to mingle together. But it, it, it it's. This team, the entire team. I'm going to go so far to say the entire team, but we'll 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 kind of keep it within the offensive sphere right now. Seems dejected, mm-hmm. totally dejected. And a huge reason why is because Tom Brady seems dejected. Yeah. And that trickles down. I mean, when you're Tom Brady, when you're the GOAT, when you're truly and honestly probably the greatest quarterback of this era, maybe of uh, again of all time, 
mm-hmm. and you're going out and having performances like this and, and not acting like yourself. And in a lot of ways, things are falling apart and it's taking you personally. And it, this seems to be true longer to get over things mentally in your head. Mm-hmm. Great point. Get Haley. past them in the game. Like you're an athlete. And again, like this is Tom Brady and I, and I, and I know I'm saying this, but I understand that like he is the goat, but like you're an athlete, you got to shake that stuff off. And it took them a long time last week to shake off that Mike Evans drop. Mm-hmm. And there are little mistakes like in the second drive when they only walked away with a field goal because of two overthrown passes from Tom Brady. Yeah. He's walking away from those moments very dejected. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to impact Mike Evans. That's going to impact Kate Otten because they were the two receivers that he went to. Then that's going to start to impact the offensive line. It's going to start to impact everyone. And it's not just Tom Brady having a bad season. Like Leonard Fournette is not, I mean, he's had sparks, but he's overall not having a great season. No. And, and it's going it like this entire team, their mental toughness is frankly really weak right now. And yeah. I'm not saying that they are weak people. Uh, don't hear me wrong in that, mm-hmm. but mentally it's taking them a lot longer to get over things that they need to be able to just shake it off and move forward. And when you look at, I'm going to give you a, a, the world series is starting today. So I'm going to give you a, 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 for instance. So the Phillies came out and in their series, um, against San Diego in, in one of the first, uh, in, in, in one of the first innings, they gave up like two runs. The mm-hmm. pitcher did, they mm-hmm. pulled the pitcher and they asked them after the game, well, what was your thought process? Like, did you, how did that, how did that impact you guys? And the Phillies said, they came back and they won that game. They said that it didn't impact us because we knew that we had so much more game to play. Mm-hmm. But this team, this Bucks team is not acting that way. Mike Evans miss, you drops a ball and it impacts them. For, and it's like, no, like there's so much more game to play. Like they, they don't convert. They don't get into the end zone in the second drive. They just walk away with three points from the field goal. Yeah. That impacts them. But they, but they're not thinking. We have so much more time. We can build off of these things. This, it's not mm-hmm. our only shot. It's not our only chance. And we can't act like it is. And that's Casey. That's something that like this isn't like an X's and O's things. But like your mental toughness, the way that you act mentally when it comes to a game, mm-hmm. a game of football, it, it's very important. And you're yeah. where you are at mentally feeds into the game and it feeds into how everyone else around you feels. And they're not mentally in it right now. They're not, they're not getting it done in X's and O's and on the field. And we can get into that, but I didn't want to have this podcast and not make the point that this whole offense is very dejected. They're yeah. just down. One bad things happens and it snowballs mm-hmm. and they, and they, and they, and they cannot, pick themselves out of it like they used to be able to do. And it that I think that for me is the hardest thing to watch. It's mm-hmm. not just that they're losing. It's that, that they're dejected. This is a team that is 
they're walking away and you can tell how heavily it's hanging on them and how much it's impacting them and it's not good. And if they don't find their way out of it, it's going to be hard for them to perform on the field. They have to fight these battles first before they go out and fight on the field, in my opinion. Yeah, actually, I think that's a great point, to be honest, Um, because X's nose only goes so far. You can't execute if you're not in the headspace to execute or to shake things off and move forward, Um, which kind of prompts me to ask, do, do you think some of this mental toughness or this mental fatigue that this team is experiencing right now is kind of coming from the fact that maybe the season just has too much pressure on it? Um, we kind of steer clear of some of, you know, the the, the larger – assumptions or gossips, if you will, but just kind of trying to step in a, in a, in, in an athlete's shoe for a second here. How would I feel if I felt like I was carrying the weight of somebody's last season of my, on my shoulders and yeah. some of the things that they have going on off the field and trying to take the, you know, their energy, their life in mind while trying to manage my energy, my life, and then come into practices. And I think Something that just popped into my mind when you were when you were talking there, Kaylee, is the fact that, you know, if they're just going to practice, if they're just showing up to execute whatever plays are on the clipboard that day and then going back about their business, they're not operating as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I, I really would feel remiss not to say I think everybody's just feeling too much pressure yeah. um, and they don't know how to compartmentalize that pressure, number one. They don't know you know, how much energy needs to go to where and not to, you know, other areas for two. Yep. And I think that's what's, what's placating into everything. Um, I think on 100%. maybe not the last Jolly Rogers in touchdowns episode we had, but the one before that, uh, I mentioned the fact that this was such a well-oiled machine in so many ways during COVID because those restrictions kind of gave you, I want to say, boundaries or wiggle room to make your team a priority because families were staying in hotels and stuff like you couldn't be so interactive with your outside family your world was hey if you choose to get vaccinated and and be a part of this team then like you're gonna stay in this bubble of just the team and that worked for these guys that kept them on the same page and now not having these restrictions or these guidelines where you can't go out to dinner, you can't do all these things, you can't really give too much attention, focus, or energy to outside of football, they're falling apart. Yeah. And I think that there's just way too much pressure on this season. Before every game, after every game, it's the conversation of Tom Brady's last season. You know, it's the conversation of what's going on in Tom Brady's personal life and whether the team wants to be involved in that or not, supportive of it or not, it's playing into their life. It's playing into their football life. Yeah, it's it's hard at a certain point in time. I mean, again, we've humanized a lot of these guys and Tom Brady humanized himself when he said, you know, I'm 45 years old. I have stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's true. He does. He is. And all these other guys do too. They have things outside of football that they care about, that they love, that they have going on. They have families, they have friends, they have a life outside of football, even though a lot of them, you know, live for the game and love the game. Um, but it's also because of that love for the game that they have so much they feel like writing mm-hmm. on this season in particular. And I think that you hit the nail on the head, Casey. There's a lot writing on this season for a lot of different people. And mm-hmm. 
I think they walk into practice every day and they walk into games every day and they feel that pressure. And I think that's part of the reason that things snowball is because, you know, it's like whenever you're in the moment and you know, it's the moment you put a lot more pressure on yourself. If you're in the best flow, the best creative states, the best like enjoyment is when you're in the moment, but you don't realize you're in the moment because you're just living. You're just being there. You're just enjoying it and and participating fully without thinking about the fact that like this could be the last. Mm -hmm. But once you start getting into the headspace of, well, this could be the last. Well, I have to do this because it could be, well, I have to. And versus. Exactly. Yeah. And you and I talk so much about the pure joy that Antoine Winfield Jr. has. I'm not seeing any of these guys enjoying football. Well, I mean, they said it last night after the game. They said, we're not having fun right now. This is not fun. And sometimes I wouldn't think that it's fun. Like, he, you know, like, it's, 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 you know, Tristan Wirfs is is who said it. He said, we're going to do our best to get this thing fixed because this ain't a fun feeling right now. And you can tell, like, they're not having fun out there. They're, they're letting the mental, they're letting, they're beating themselves mentally and they're letting the pressure get to them, which is what part of the reason why they're beating themselves mentally. And I truly think that that's a huge reason about some of the things that are going on. Because whenever, again, whenever you look at these players, they're mm-hmm. talented. They have the talent. They have the skill. And, you know, coaching stuff, we'll get to that, you know, because Todd Bowles said that, frankly, he kind of said that anything and everything's on the table on in the terms table. of coaching staff. You know, and it, after this You've last loss, recognize that. You yeah, know? You he can't just he sit said, there and smooth over it week after week, knowing you know, yep. Jolly Roger fans. Kaylee and I don't want to come on here every episode oh, and call oh her, you know, and continue talking about bad play calling and sequencing and all these other things. It's not fun. We're tight. We're not having fun with that. <laughs> that part is not fun for us. But you know, it gets to a point to where I understand and respect that they're trying to protect or keep certain things intact, but like it's broken. It is yeah. broken and it needs to be yep. fixed. And, uh, you know, if you've got other guys out there that are losing their job after consecutive losses, you had a Super Bowl roster who now has three consecutive losses under their belt. Yeah. Something's got to change. The terrifying part is, you know, who would they bring in or how would they adjust with that with that opening there? Um, and it kind of it, – Kaylee, it sucks because the only thing that I can lean back to is the fact that we we mentioned – was it maybe too soon for Coach Arians to go? And I say that in terms of those old school coaches, if you will, um, those people that are going to light you up on the sideline in a certain way but mm-hmm. hold you accountable. It it just feels like there's no accountability here. Whose offense is this? Can anybody tell me? Yeah. Is it Leftwich's offense? Is it Brady's offense? Is it Bull's offense? Whose offense is this? Yeah, because I have no stinking clue when 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 they go out there and continue to run plays that are not successful. You know, they had three opportunities, or let's say two. They've had two game opportunities when you're facing a one and four and one and five team to install things that are going to work for the players on your team. You can't sit here and still draft up plays for a broken Julio Jones. And yeah, guys, I finally said broken after protect after refusing to call this man broken or cooked in training camp because we saw a whole different guy. And while he may have showed up a glimmer last night, you can't, you can't build plays. You can't build an offense around a guy who's 70%. 
they had a chance three weeks ago to start building out an offense around guys that were going to grow that needed those reps to say, okay, I'm more confident with this. Yeah. But instead they use the first and second quarter of every freaking game just to see what these kids can do and then pull them because, or not pull them, but you know, then minimize their roles because they didn't just all of a sudden turn it on. Or when they get more time with it, you start seeing, okay, look, Rashad White can do something good. Let's try that again. K-Dotton can do something good. K-Dotton's the only person they're starting to make a little bit more progress with. Mm -hmm. And the unfortunate part there is that Cameron Brait's not in the lineup. Mm -mm. Would they do it if Brait was suited up? Yeah, it's – I I and I don't know the answer to that question. I Part of me thinks maybe they wouldn't. We got to ask the fans – yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. Well, Casey, last point on offense because I know we got to get to this defense. Um, but it, it, it it's to that point that you made. It is broken, and I'm gonna kind of hone in on the run game. Like, you you have to do something different. It's not working. Maybe it's the offensive line. Maybe it's Leonard Fournette. Maybe it's something else. But it's not working, mm-hmm. and. You have to do something different, whether it's the way that you're calling plays, whether it's not using him as much because it's it's not working and he's not that he's not the kind of running back that can power through people whenever he gets first hit. Like if he's if he has momentum, like you said, Casey, mm-hmm. he can bring people down. He'll drive he'll drive and he'll bring people with him. But he's hitting walls. He's hitting walls. And it's not, it's not moving and it's not good and it needs to change. And I don't know, like, maybe that means more plays with Rashad white. Maybe that means like figuring out a new play calling, but like, it's not working. The run game is not working. You're shooting yourselves in the foot. How do you walk away with four rushing first downs? Like, and, and, and some of those were like still like still like I'm holding I'm holding my breath. It's like second and one, and I'm mm-hmm. holding my breath. Like, and this was without Cleus Campbell gonna gonna you know get this one yard because there were times that he didn't last week. There were times mm-hmm. that he didn't this season. Um, and so that's my last point on offense is like something has not something everything has to change yeah. whenever it comes to the run game like scratch it all and like start brand, start fresh start fresh and i'm not saying with personnel because you have who you have but like you you have to figure something new out it's not working yeah and the wild part about that kaylee is <laughs> training camp to think that we were over here saying that oh there was going gosh. to be you know a whole different run game yeah. um getting going here you know, for one, for two, you you had guys competing in the running back room. You had Keyshawn Vaughn, you had Gio Bernard. You know, I know Bernard is injury prone, and that's that's a big reason he's not a part of anything. Um, but maybe with some of that extra cap space, why why wasn't it a thought to actually add something to this running back room so that you can, I don't know, stand by that we're gonna we're we're gonna lean into this run game. We're gonna pick up the run game this season. How do yeah. you pick up the run game with two? running backs number one and then they're two completely different style running backs number two that's your run game that's what you're putting you're putting all your eggs in that basket you know the 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 teams out there that are creating these massive one-two punches 
It's not just the 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 two running backs on the roster. Mm -hmm. They bring in the guy that you don't have much film on or don't know much about or is quite undersized, and he happens to get that 10-yard rush, you know? Then they bring him out, and then they put in their powerhouse. The powerhouse does what the powerhouse does. Then they bring him out. Then they put in that pass-catching, you know, running back. You have options so that you can be creative. I don't understand how this running back room just came down to two running backs, one yep. being a rookie and one being Leonard Fournette. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting when Leonard gets things going. That's great. But at this point, and I'm and I'm almost positive you said this a show or two ago, Kaylee, they're not setting him up for success. No, not this at all. This is not a successful plan. This no. is not a plan of attack by any means. Well, and then again, he's going to get dejected. Like he's going to start feeling frustrated. He, he already is mm -hmm. feeling frustrated. So it's just one of those things where it's like – Again, overall, not a good plan. It's it's not – you're not putting your guys in a position to be successful. And no. 24 yards with Calias Campbell out is garbage. I mean, yeah. if Calias Campbell was in there, I am I really don't even know what conversation we'd be having today. 19 oh, yards yeah. for Rashad White. I don't care if he's a rookie. It's still bad. <laughs> you're seeing people yeah. make way much more progress, and they're not, they're not setting these players up for success in, in no. many ways. And as you said, I think that's perfectly put. These players are getting dejected. And how do you coach that? How do you coach a lack of emotion and passion and, and defeated mentalities, which, you know, honestly is just going to kind of glide us over to defense. Because if there's any place where you cannot find yourself getting mentally fatigued, dejected, oh. passionless, emotionless, it's defense. Mm -hmm. And first and foremost, it's horrifying to see Shaq Barrett go down especially because he was that guy. He was the spark in yeah. yesterday's game. He was the 100%. one getting the job done. He still leads statistically, even though he came out of that game, he leads this defense statistically in last night's performance. Um, and you could just, that's a player you love to watch. He's yep. excited about everything he does on that field. He had two silent games before last night versus the Ravens. And then all of a sudden it came to life and, and that's what you wanted. Um, quick update on Jack and then Jack like, yeah, Barrett, guys, um, came out of the game, what was it, second quarter? Maybe the third quarter, actually, third. after halftime. Yeah, yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, third quarter. And um, Coach Bowles, after the game, said that it didn't look good. And right now, for the most part, it sounds like he probably has a torn Achilles. So regardless, that's going to be some time. And then you're going to find this team looking and asking for players to step up yet again. Um, because you've got Logan Ryan, who's going to be out until if this team makes it to playoffs. <laughs> um, and then Anton Winfield Jr. should be back this week because it was just concussion protocol. But uh, Kaylee, didn't mean to cut you off there. Let no, us know I like the good things about Shaq Barrett before that. Yeah. Well, you and I sat, we, we were like, he, he gets the sack and we're like, sacking Shaq. Like, he's yeah. Shaq. Like, Shaq. you know, like, let's do this. Like, just again, like the tale of two halves, I think the defense it it, it shines a little bit more brightly in the mm -hmm. in the defensive play because this defense, Casey, they were it's they were doing things. really well. I mean, third down, we talked about it. Third down, third down management and management, like they were crushing it. They were doing mm -hmm. you like see Vita Vey out there, and he's like. He gets the sack and then he's like doing Welcome the back. Slam, yeah. and like everyone is cheering, like the whole crowd goes wild. And it's like, this is the defense. This is the defense we've needed. This is the defense. They set the we tone. Wanted to see. They a hundred percent set the tone. The defense came out 
and just had a fantastic performance. Mm-hmm. And they and 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 like even with like the muffed punt and different things happening, like the 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 like they didn't let it get them dejected at that point in time. Like they were mm-hmm. able to let it roll off their back, move forward, play strong. And they did. They did. Yeah. It was so good to see. Uh, you know, Vita Vey got the sack. Shaq Barrett gets the sack. Joe Tryonshinka gets the sh- sack. Like, uh, there was an intentional grounding, which might have w- well have been a sack. It's like there were so many guys and different guys mm-hmm. taking on, um, you know, oh, the, this Ravens team, putting pressure on them, not letting Jackson do a thing in the first half. A thing. They, they kept him no, under 60 rushing yards, which is massive. Had, I know it's huge. They had no time. They had they weren't able to get much done. And that's in large part it, it, for the defense. Like it wasn't just like, oh, this Ravens team is playing terribly. No, like the defense put so much pressure on them. The mm-hmm. defense was stopping them. They were holding them. And it was so good to see. Um and 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 so that that's why Casey, it was just so confusing because Whew. they go into the half, they go into halftime feeling good. Mm-hmm. They're up 10, three, uh, come out second half, you know, after, again, after halftime, hopefully you got a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of rest, like breathe, whatever Momentum. you need to do, you come out offense doesn't get much done which hopefully doesn't make you feel too dejected but right now it's your time to shine defense go pick up the offense and and they can't they don't the the ravens come out and they score three touchdowns in a row during that time the defense is on the field for almost 20 minutes Mm-hmm. And in those three drives and the offense isn't getting anything done and the defense lets up three touchdowns in a row and they give back the lead to the Ravens. And so it's just one of those things where it, it, I know I mentioned fatigue before and I think eventually it got there. But for the first two drives, it's like there's a little bit of question mark like, hey, you just came out of the locker room. Like you After just had like a. This is, yeah, like this is like you just had like a 10, 15 minute break. Like, hopefully, you breathed. Hopefully, you got some electrolytes in you. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the second half. It's time to come out. You have to play two halves. Mm -hmm. And they didn't come out strong on the Ravens' first drive. Ken let them get the touchdown. And then, second drive, Ravens get the touchdown. And it's just like, what's happening here? I think by the time that they got the third touchdown, yeah, that there was some fatigue. But for the first two drives, Casey, it just was like, what, what's, ha- what, what are we doing? This is not the same defense. No. And again, you know, you said Shaq Barrett goes down. That that's a big part of it. But mm-hmm. it, it 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 was really confusing to watch and see how different this defense played from the first half to the second half. Yeah, and the hard part too is I. You know, I, I know how defeating it is to see a player, a leader on the team, if you will, go down, yeah. um, especially somebody who's having a heck of a game and knowing that he's not going to come back in, if you will. But back to kind of like that mental that that mental chess match, if you will, Shaq Barrett hasn't been involved in the last two games. 
-hmm. So you're talking about somebody who it's one thing if this defense relied on him game after game after game after game, but they haven't. Um, and granted, yeah, we know what the defensive performances have looked like in the previous two games, and clearly Shaq Barrett showing up last night was a driving force, but, you know, player going down can't stop you guys from performing. Um, yep. If anything, typically that's where you, you kind of come in with those those lines, you know, those what make athletes athletes lines, and you're saying you, you win that for him. You win those battles for him because he went out. Um, you know, the Ravens had 74 offensive plays, and 453 offensive yards. Um, most of it in, in the second half, though, Casey. Like, exactly. Most and of it in the second half. They worked against themselves in so many ways nope. because they had 101 penalty yards. They had seven oh. penalties to the yeah. Bucks, four penalties. So you're talking about an offense that was making mistakes that mm -hmm. could have been exploited for those mistakes, yet there totally. was let up. And and the let up were the big plays. Like yep. you, uh, you look at the drives. Jackson, big runs. Jackson, big runs. twenty-five yards. That's how that. That's how that first drive started. Mm -hmm. Twenty-five yards up the middle from Jackson, and then they let up uh, eleven yards. Kenyon Drake yards was a problem. Second second drive when they got the touchdown, eighteen yards, seventeen yards, twelve yards. 15 yards, third drive, 18 yards, 22 yards, 16 yards. I mean, they're, they're 11 yards, 14 yards. Like they're getting chunks of yards yeah. at a time. This defense let Lamar Jackson just run 25. And it's like, how did you have so much pressure on him in the first half? And then you can't adjust and get him Bring in the second. Back. You let him run 25 yards on you. Like they're just giving up big chunks of yards mm -hmm. and you can't do that. Like I, all of the yard, I just mentioned they're over 10. Those are like first down and then some. Yeah. And it's, it's just, you can't let a team get so big of big chunks on you like that. That's just, you're asking for it. Yeah. Of course they're going to get a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Like they're moving the ball, 18 yards, 17 yards, 20 yards. Like, of course they're going to get a touchdown. They're going to get into the end zone. You have to stop them. You have to contain. And it's what we saw the first half. The Ravens came out and adjusted, but you did not. Mm -hmm. They, yeah, you, you completely fell off. And again, not to sound insensitive, but you can't have certain, you can't have situations completely take the win out of you. And any little thing that didn't go the Bucks way last night, you just kind of saw this team fade little by little by little by little until they gave they gave up the game. I mean, yeah. to have a lead and then allow the tie up and and to still be in it and then allow these guys just to find the end zone two more times after that is you're not playing anymore. You're not doing anything. Um, and when I will say this, when when Shaq Barrett came out and even aside from Shaq Barrett coming out of the game, it was Mike Edwards that showed up immensely mm -hmm. last night as well. Uh, Eleven tackles, eight solo, and the person who unfortunately fell off was Jamil Dean. Jamil had a a, 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 mat, a big yeah. shutdown play, if you will, and then all of a sudden it went silent. Um, ends up wrapping up his night with yeah, four tackles. Four tackles, three solo. Three solo. Yeah. So, you know, you can't be a driving force for this team and making shutdown plays in an area where they need it, and then all of a sudden you fall apart. You know, after he, he lost that matchup in the end zone, you just kind of saw him get completely – 
in his head and yeah. somewhat removed from the game. So the problem is that anytime something didn't go their way, they just got so far mm -hmm. removed. Uh, as you said, Kaylee, Jack did. And um, that's just kind of how the game played out. I mean, in the many ways that the Ravens played against themselves and they were contained to only being able to convert six third downs, um, they shouldn't have been able to get 27 points on the board. No. This is a team that's barely struggled to get over that 20 that 20 point mark. And, and they got 27. And a lot of it comes to the fact that defense didn't show up in the second half, as you mentioned, and offense couldn't get points on the board, no red zone conversion yet again. So um, the turnovers was the big thing you and I talked about, mm -hmm. their inability to get those turnovers. While they did come up with three sacks, it was three sacks even for both teams, both quarterbacks um, in, in, in that sense. But, you know, not being able to get in front of those deep balls, not being able to get your hands on uh, any interceptions, that's getting costly too. And there was a couple big plays that Keanu Neal had, but he was unable to kind of punch the ball out. You saw him trying, but, you know, stripping the ball, forcing those fumbles, getting those interceptions, there's a whole other element to turnovers aside from, you know, sacks. Sacks can just total up in tackles for loss, if you will, and force them to pump the ball if it's in a timely manner. So those other turnovers have to start becoming a part of this defense's identity Um or else, you know, they're not going to be able to compete with what's coming down the road. They face the Rams next. They head to, you know, across the pond, Germany to do the Seahawks. And Geno Smith is having, you know, his flashy moments here or there. They by no means have an easy road after this, not with the way that they're performing. So um, aside from the fact that they got to take it back to the drawing board and hearing Coach Bulls say that, you know, they got to throw everything on the table this weekend. Any final thoughts for the Bucks defense, Kaylee? No, uh, no, I think we hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only so much to say about that. Um, but with that said, Kaylee, we like to see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Like a little positivity, and there were some players that deserve some standout recognition regardless of the result in the score. So I'll let you get us going on your standout player of last night's matchup. Yeah, so I'm going to give you my offense and defense, and I'm just going to say – Look at the stats. Um, I don't. I don't need to give too much background on why these are my guys. But Mike Evans on offense, uh, 123 yards on six receptions. Just good to see him getting big chunks of yards and and doing what Mike Evans can do. Defense, Mike Edwards, uh, 11 tackles, eight solo. Really good to see him get into the mix and be that leader that we know that he can be. So the Mikes, Mike and Mike are my guys. Mike and Mike. I love that. Nice, easy. Um, and yes, both of them very much deserve that. Uh, offensively, I'm going to go Kate Otten um, to just kind of try to bounce back through those frustrations of those overthrow passes. He still did some quality things, and he was the guy yet again who showed up in the fourth quarter for this team and helped him drive in. Almost had his first NFL touchdown. Um, that was probably the most emotion you saw in the press box last night is when everybody was just rooting and pulling for Kate. And of course it got called back because of a penalty. Um, but it's good to see, you know, he's, he's getting there. He's getting stride by stride, game by game, that much better, that much more accountable. And him and Brady got to figure out a way to, to connect and not have those disconnects of overthrows or, um, you know, those drops and those mess ups there. So Kate on for me on offense defense, I got to give it to Shaq Barrett. He was the tone setter. If you will, it was nice to see Sack Barrett in the mix there. Um, 
before the injury. So we're just praying that that doesn't keep him out too long. And either way, we just hope that this team can rally behind, you know, him and support him with every, every time that they put on that Jersey and, and every snap that they get to take, because, you know, him being out is going to be, is going to be felt and hurt. But I know that Nassib and Nelson, they've got a lot of potential to step up, uh, especially Carl Nassib. Nassib really gravitates towards Barrett and talking to him, learning from him. He spent a lot of time having conversation with him when he was previously on the roster. So he should be a key asset to step up there. So Shaq Barrett for me on the defense, which quickly pivots us to walk the plank. I don't know if yeah. we have anything. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, everybody again, I guess. Like, it's just, I, I guess, I guess my walk the plank is not a person per se, but it's just an attitude. It's the dejected attitude. It has to go. Yes. That has to walk the plank. You have to pull it together. You have to figure this out. You have to be mentally strong and tough and wrestle with the demons, like talk to the sports psychologist, do whatever you need to do, but you have to stop beating yourself in your own head. So my walk the plank is the, is the dejected attitude, the apathy, walk the plank and the team and every individual on that team needs to look at themselves in the mirror and Mm -hmm. ask them, why am I playing this game? What am I doing this for? Find your why and then go out there and do it to the best level that you can. Don't let these these little plays, these little errors mess up the entire game. You have yeah. four quarters. You have to play all four of them. Something bad is going to happen. I'm going to tell you now. It's a game of football. Something mm-hmm. bad is going to happen. And you have to get over it and move forward. Absolutely. I don't think that it could be said any better than that. They've got to get their emotions in check. So yeah, whatever attitude is holding them back, hindering them or removing their passion from the sport, their ability to separate off the field from on the field. That's what's got to walk the plank. And um, there's no better way to say it than you did. If, if they need to talk to somebody, they need to talk to somebody, but they need to be honest with themselves. So this whole delusional, you know, mentality that they're having, or if you need to sit out of a game or if you need to be benched the second half, they're, it has to happen. It has to happen. You know, I, I did, I did high school. I did college sports. There's no way that I can go out there and perform badly for over five minutes without being benched. Eventually something's got to give. And I'm not sitting here saying to bench, you know, Brady or any of these other guys, but you know, if Brady has multiple overthrown passes, maybe it's the shoulder, maybe it's something else, but why not, you know, get Blaine Gabbard involved. You've seen Blaine Gabbard help out this team a number of times. He doesn't need to just be your blowout fourth quarter quarterback. So they need to get their emotions in check. And I think that's a perfect walk the plank after watching an unfortunate loss yet again for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They do get an extended break time here, guys. And Tom Brady said that, you know, they're just going to take it back to the drawing board and see what they can fix. Um, basically, is it fixable is the big question there. So let us know over at Jolly Rogers TDS. We love hearing from you guys. Let us know your thoughts. Coach Arians left too early. What's Todd Bowles going to do? What happens if Leftwich ends up going out? Who's going to step up? Whose offense is this? There's so many questions um, that Kaylee and I would love to get into with you guys. So again, on Instagram, on Twitter, it's at Jolly Rogers TDS. And um, 
Better luck next week. <laughs> Better luck next week. Of course, you guys can always find Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns wherever you find your podcast. But the best place to get it is the Odyssey app. So be sure to download that Odyssey app. Turn on the auto download button wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the Sports Case. That's K A S E. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>